Hello everyone and welcome back to the Neverending Watchlist podcast, a podcast where we talk about what films we've watched in the last week. Um, this is our second episode and we're joined of course again by my co-host Troy Harwood. Hello. Um, welcome back, second episode, we're definitely hitting the road now um, and just want to start off by thanking you guys all for listening to the first episode. Um, hopefully you're still here for the second episode, um, but we really appreciate uh, you kind of jumping on board and um, the feedback that we've gotten has been really positive and great and we'd, we'd love to keep that going um, in any way, shape or form. So should we just jump into it? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Alright, Troy, what did you watch this week? Well, I actually watched uh, the movie that I watched, um, that I just watched, and the movie that we both watched, are both from 2020. Um, Ooh. So, I've added a couple films to my 2020 films, which is like five or something now. <laughs> Not many. Um, but, so the first one I watched was Underwater. I haven't um, heard of that. Yeah, it sort of uh, flew under the radar a bit. I heard about it more mm-hmm. after it had come out. Um, it's uh, got... What's her name? Kristen Stewart, your favourite actress. Oh, yeah. I love her um, range in t- the Twilight films. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought she just really showed a lot of um, expression. Anyway, sorry, I had to rant on <laughs> about um, how amazing of an actress she is. Anyway, go on. You see, there's that new Twilight book out too, actually. Wait, there's a new Twilight book? Yeah, but it's like from uh, Edward's perspective. Is Edward his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, as in uh, uh, Cedric Diggory? Yes. Yeah. Wait. Oh, is it written by the same author? Yeah. Ooh, all right. Might have to check that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I, I, I should probably read the other ones first. Or I just shouldn't. It would probably be a better idea. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. It's got a, it's a big fan base. True. They True. like what they like. <laughs> anyway. It floats your boat. But anyway. <laughs> As you were saying. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good one. <laughs> but basically, actually, Chris, Kristen Stewart is really good in it. But um, in this movie. Uh, yeah, no, she's... I, I think I've seen her in a couple of things since Twilight. And she's, she's definitely uh, outgrown the Bella character. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she she really went all out. She actually shaved her head, dyed her hair. Oh wow! Um, but to give a rundown of the uh, synopsis, basically, it's set oh probably like you know modern times, maybe a bit, a little bit in the future, not too distant, and uh, yeah. it's set within this fictional uh, drill. Basically, it's this drill that goes all the way down to the deepest point or the deepest known point on the planet uh, in the ocean, which is the Mariana Trench. Um, oh, okay. And it's this huge drill facility thing that goes all the way um, from the top of the ocean right to the bottom. And yep. it follows uh, Kristen Stewart, who's like a mechanic or, or something, engineer. On yep. board, uh, one of the sections of the of the drill, mm-hmm. and 
there's you know obviously there's another whole lot of crew there tj miller that uh comedic actor who's that um oh what's he in you'd know him if you saw him um okay <laughs> yeah, let me have a look what's he in yeah he's in uh oh he's in cloverfield he's like the uh, oh yeah like the he's like the comic relief guy yeah i mean i haven't seen that movie for a long time but uh, uh yeah. i think I yeah he's always like the comedic next. side character he's in deadpool okay. as well was he the comedic side character in this film yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> um and so but basically uh something goes wrong and yeah uh, it's sort of, of a horror thriller film so you can sort of piece together you know some stuff goes mm. down not everything is as it seems mm, interesting um and because they're so far down uh, like that's a really bloody deep drill it's they show it in, at the start just how deep it goes and yeah. um you know being out in the in the water it's like pitch black basically um <sighs> No, nah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pretty like unexplored, you know, place underwater. Yeah. Um, so uh, I really like the premise. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie's just okay. It's good. <laughs> it's not. Um, wait, wait. It's sorry, really, I missed that. What was it? It's just okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. You know, it's yeah. not. Um, it's not amazing. It's not bad. It's just like it's decent, you know. And was it was it entertaining? Like was it like one of those like thrillers where it's like in the moment you're having a great time, but the, you know that it's not actually adding much value to yeah. your filming experience. Like it's um, it starts off really strong. Um, as it goes along, though, the this becomes more and more apparent that uh, the characters. And the writing and the story, there's just not enough. There's not really any flair to it. There's nothing unique or special. Like it's like, oh, it's just another one of those, you know, um, alien esque, event horizon sort of crew uh, yeah. is in space slash water slash somewhere, planet, and something goes wrong, and you know, they die one by one. Yeah, and that's yeah. sort of like it's, pretty formulaic. That's the general sort of way it plays out, and it doesn't really subvert any of that. Um, uh, that's a shame. The style is like it looks really nice. Um, the sound design is mm. very strong, um, and there's, there's actually some really like tense sequences, mm. uh, and it's very claustrophobic at times, you know. And um, I don't know about you, but that. That gets to me sometimes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, just the just the feeling of being that far under the water where you don't know what's out there is uh, pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, it uh, it it doesn't really the scares aren't uh, particularly great either. There's a few like, eh, like jump scares, you know, with the with the stinger attached, yeah. um, which are yeah, just a bit second. lame, um, and then. The biggest draw for me is because I heard that it was basically, it was a secret um, sort of Lovecraftian film. 
which um okay what do you mean by that so if you don't know um when people say lovecraftian they're referring to hp lovecraft and she was an, an author and mm. his his form of uh writing was kind of it's, i think I believe it's also called cosmic horror so it's this yeah. type of horror that's um it takes like uh sort of science fiction and fantasy elements and really takes out the horror from just how big uh or, or sorry how small we are in comparison to ah, okay. other things you know other creatures yeah. or like i'm sure you have you heard of the cthulhu creature nope okay nope. <laughs> okay um i'm sure some people listen and have um but like the idea of something so big or or uh mysterious you know and probably like yeah. the best example i can think of that's been translated to film is the thing yeah um, okay which you yeah know, like so i love that type of horror because the thing's pretty much my default favorite movie um yeah so it can really work um and it takes some interesting little like lovecraftian spins particularly mm. near the end um where should i say spoilers or um I don't know. Do you, do you, what do you think? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I have no idea. I haven't seen the film, so um, maybe just uh, maybe not. Maybe not for maybe now. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, but there's a nice like little Lovecraftian esque twist. But okay. um, whenever I've seen any of these films um, attempt uh, adapting that sort of style of horror, mm. um, it usually doesn't work for me. I don't know what it is. There was also The Color Out of Space, the Nicolas Cage movie that came out uh, just at the end of the last year, mm. um, which is also which is a direct ad- adaptation of one of Lovecraft's short stories. Um, mm. And they just don't uh, capture the, the vastness um, of the imagination. And maybe it's because yeah. it's, it's a visual medium. It immediately takes away some of the mystique um yeah but even the way the movie this movie's lit is like it's not the underwater sequences aren't as dark as you would think they would be you know like have you ever seen have you ever seen the footage of like a deep underwater footage and it's like you can barely see anything and you're like (laughs) i tend to uh, stray away from those kinds of and you're like where is it i can't see (laughs) um yeah and it's it's a bit more well lit and it sort of takes away from that um, oh, okay. Like, have you seen The Descent? Nope. <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta watch that. Um, yeah. But that, that's a film is like set in a underground caves, and it's lit really well. Like it, it's there's never any sort of artificial looking lights where you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Why is there light here? It's lit exactly how you would think these people with torchlights in a cave system would be. Yeah, um, but it's not really done here. Um, that's a shame. You'd think they'd really like kind of hone in on that. Yeah, that's what really I thought they were going to play into because they're set up. Mm. You know, like, we got to go across this. We're going to have to walk along the surface of the water, uh, the base of the ocean, and it's going to be like pitch black. And then it's not. And it's like, ah, yeah. uh, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Missed opportunity. 
yeah, missed opportunity, and it just, it's a bit cliche. Uh, it even has one of those lines, the um, classic, like, Mother Nature's punishing us, we were going too far, uh, we're digging too deep, you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, like, uh, yeah, stuff you've seen before. Yeah, I probably sound like I hate the movie, but I don't, like, <laughs> the performance is actually pretty good, a lot of the dialogue is actually really natural, um, mm. which really helps, and no one's, um, from what I can remember, there's no one, no one's making any really dumb decisions that really, um, you know, That's stick good. out to me. Which is always a plus because that happens so often in movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it looks good. Um, Why nice did little... you watch it? Like, was this a cinema release or was this? Yeah, like, I think a it streaming came out. Release? Uh, it did come out briefly right before the lockdown. Okay. And then I think it, yeah, it sort of fizzled out. I'm pretty sure it did not make its money back. Um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, um, it's just an enjoyable thriller. So if you if you know you like those sort of like the films I mentioned before, like you know Alien or Event Horizon or something like that, or if you like the sound of the pre- uh, premise, it's decent. Um, yeah, and it can be a fun time. some good tense moments, like competently made, well edited, and. Um, even the soundtrack has its own bright spots. Um, it's just the characters and the and the story just needed a bit more sort of fleshing out, and mm. um, something some more of a unique style about it, a unique spin. Would have been would have been a bit nicer, maybe a bit of restraint in its horror, because um, you you yeah. see too much. That's my problem with these Lovecraft ones. Is you yeah. see too much, um, or they don't play with the visual effects. They have, because um, this film had a decent budget for like a horror movie. It was actually like over twenty million, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, um, Jeez. yeah, much more than a Blumhouse would ever give anything. Yeah. Um, and you can do so much with visual effects that would just mm. you know blow people's minds. That looks weird, like under the skin. You know how like weird the the underneath the yeah, like. Uh, whatever it is, the spaceship-looking thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How weird that looks. But they don't... Um, they just do the more generic-looking... Yeah, like big, scary monster yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a few faults, but, you know, it's, it's not insultingly bad or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll watch it. Or maybe I should watch The Descent. Instead. Oh, yeah, I Would definitely you... recommend the descent over over this, but yeah, um, I might... yeah, I might check that out. Yeah, you definitely should. Hmm. You all should if you haven't seen it, hmm. unless you don't like scary movies because it's pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, shall we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Cool. All right. So, I didn't watch much this week. Um, yeah, me neither. But I I do have. Uh, one film that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the 2010 film Submarine. Um, have you heard of it before? Uh, I feel like I've heard the name, but... Um, it's know. about these people at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a British mm. indie film uh, from 2010. 
Okay. Directed by... Now, I, I looked up the pronunciation of this guy's last name um, to make sure I'd get it right. <laughs> but I, I, I know I've it's forgotten. So kind of... I'm still going to get it wrong. Yeah. Um, Richard Aoding, I think, is the way you say it. Okay. Do you know that guy? Mm, what's um, he done? He, he was in the IT crowd, most famously, I think. He was like... Um, he played Moss. In the IT crowd. Oh, that guy. Maurice Moss, yeah. With the afro? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he's like this famous um, British comedian and uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, actor I know. and everything. But he's, he's directed a couple of films. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither until like really recently. And I was okay. like, because I've always loved his like stuff on like British TV and and I've always thought he was hilarious on like the IT crowd and stuff. And then when I heard that he'd done a bunch of films i was like really interested so i watched submarine which was his first film um and it's it's a comedy um it's a coming of age um i'm probably going to be talking about coming of ages every week <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, wait why oh just because i talked about ladybird last week i think right and that's maybe oh was... oh you're not being serious you're just joking yeah, no. I'm oh, just... okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, Don't worry. I'll pick something that's not a coming of age next week. Okay. Um, but it's... I mean, there's not much to say in terms of plot. Um, it's about this this kid in high school um, in Wales, I think. Okay. I might be wrong. I don't know. They never explicitly say. Um, and it's about him kind of dealing with a relationship that's really really like awkward he's like a very awkward kind of person okay um, and it very clearly you know relates to um a woe day richard richard yeah. <laughs> comedic style um and so it's like him kind of finding out how to be in a relationship i guess but also dealing with um his parents relationship kind of falling apart okay. um, so it's really funny there's some really uniquely hilarious bits like um it's got a quite unique sense of humor and it's shot quite differently as well like it's not like your standard coming of age okay no um and it gets pretty like meta at times and they they don't like shy away from making like big jokes like there's some jokes in it that just like they either completely break the fourth wall or, like, um, it goes into this crazy, like, fantasy expression mode or something. Okay, so um, a lot of, like, and a, so the, absurdist humour. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's some really um, funny moments. Yeah, um, nice. But then what I loved about it was that there was also some really nice character stuff. Yeah. Um, particularly with the parents. Um, it's got... Um, the parents were played by... Sally Hawkins is um, the mum who yeah. um, she's from Shape of Water. Um, yeah. And yeah, she's I, I found this out. Um, she was apparently in The Phantom Menace because I was, I was looking at her like profile thing and then it was like Sally Hawkins, The Phantom Menace. I was like, I can't remember her being in The Apparently she's an extra in the, uh, you know, the like, Marching celebration scene. Yeah, yeah, the one's like, did it, did it, did it, did it. Apparently, she's like one of the like crowd members what? in the background. Yeah, I know. Is How that crazy. like, 
one of the earliest credits, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. That was like one of our first gigs. That's so weird. Um, I know, I know. It's um, always weird that Kira Knightley's in that movie too. Yeah, right? She was Natalie Portman's double? Yeah. Yeah. They look like exactly Crazy. the same. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, she's in it. She's really great. Um, and her husband is played by... Oh, I can't remember his name, but he was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, who's the dad. He was in... Wait, um, was Sally Hawkins the mum in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, <gasps> she is! <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Oh, I mean, yeah. they must have a lot of chemistry, I guess. I guess so. Um, but not particularly in this film. Oh. But, you know, <laughs> well, kind of. No, they do, they do, they do. But uh, it's not about they're, them, both, right? they're both really great. Okay. Um, and it, the stuff that happens with them really ties in with the main character's own kind of problems in a really, like, nice way. And it's very similar yeah. to things like um, Sing Street as well. And um, it reminded me a lot of the end of the effing world. Um, yeah, I haven't you know, seen that, that show. Um, I know about it. Yeah, it, it was uh, very, very similar. And I think that that show clearly had inspiration from this in both its like kind of style and its like style of acting, style of comedy, and also just like the way it was shot and everything. Yeah. Um, so if you liked that TV show, definitely you should watch Submarine because it's definitely in the same vein in terms of that quirky comedy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have much more to say. Um, should we move on to the film that we both watched this week? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. All right, so we both watched Extraction. Um, Troy, did you want to tell us a little bit about Extraction? Yeah, sure. So this is a Netflix original film uh, that pretty much just came out the other week. Um, and it stars Chris Hemsworth as the lead. And basically the plot is um, Chris Hemsworth is like this sort of mercenary and he's hired to defend a, or get back a drug lord's son, young son, like probably early teens, uh, early mid-teens in India. And (laughs) he has to extract him from this area. Oh, that's why they called the film Extraction. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kidding, of course I, of course I realised that. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, uh, and basically the whole, like, city that they're in is coming down on them because it's a very corrupt city in the film and mm. a, a crime lord that wants this wants this damn kid. And yeah. Chris Hemsworth is going to fight a lot of bad guys and um, to get out of there. Yeah. It's a pretty action-heavy film. Very action heavy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, did you like it? I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I I I enjoyed it, but oh, uh, I don't know. I I thought it was <laughs> solid and okay. I'll I'll stick with an okay. Yeah. Because I think it was really well executed. Um. But I'm just. I just, it seemed a bit like a combination of overdone cliches to me. 
Um, okay. And I didn't... I guess I struggled to find something unique about it. Um, yeah. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, I... I agree. Like, I... I kind of feel it's at the same level for me, sort of as underwater. Actually, like mm. I enjoy it. Um, it's really well done. The action's very well directed. Uh, the performances were really strong. I was actually surprised um, by Hemsworth's performance because he actually yeah. has a, yeah. a rather emotional moment, which I think he yeah. really sells. Yeah, that scene was that scene was great. Yeah, um, these Marvel actors really knocking it out of the park (laughs) when they're not in these Marvel movies. Um, No, they're good in the Marvel movies too. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, you don't get Thor sitting down crying like in in this movie. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, like it. It was directed by I believe it's a first time director. Sam Hargrave is his name. Yeah, I saw that. And he's a, a stunt double, a stunt worker. Um, he did a oh, lot cool. of the stunt work for um, the Marvel movies. Oh, wow. And this seems to be sort of becoming a trend because the famously the John Wick directors are a stunt, like, men. Yeah, I was going to say, this film reminded me a lot of uh, John Wick. Yeah. In its... In its um, style of action i think yeah it definitely felt like australian john wick except um, (laughs) except not as good i don't think um yeah like i from moment one actually the very first scene is um felt like just john wick you know and like in the first scene of john wick Mm. when he's like all bloody it's like a time it's like a time skip forward yeah he like looks at the phone and then then in this one it's chris hemsworth time skip forward all bloodied (laughs) And he remembers yeah. his family. And it's like, uh, you know, we've seen that before. Um, yeah. And I think the thing that this film was missing for me the most was like, with John Wick, um, and I'm going to compare them because they're so similar. And they're very clearly, like, this one's influenced by it. The action's done in a very similar manner. Yeah, it's all very, like, kind of clear, succinct, like, yeah, um, well-crafted action. Yeah. Um, a lot of headshots, a lot of yeah, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people dying. Um, yeah, and but I think with John Wick, uh, they set up this. There's not only there's this really unique style of the crime world and and the way it looks and mm. the neon lights and the um, it has this sort of allure about it. This unique um, visual and world. Yeah, yeah, and and that the music. And um, and they also yeah. they set up the mystique really well around John Wick, you mm. know, like everyone's like getting the phone calls and they're like, oh shit, it's the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, what can this guy do? Mm. Um, and but then also the emotional core, like they, um, from pretty much moment one, like you understand and care about John Wick you know, and why yeah. he's doing this thing. Like, the dog is a perfect catalyst for everything because who doesn't yeah, love a yeah. dog, a small dog? That's not only just a dog, it, you know, it represents much more than that. Hmm. Um, and I think that's why that's, there's a really strong combination of all that going on in John Wick. 
Um, mm. Not only the fact that it also sort of pioneered that new style of action, which is becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Um, I don't think this film didn't have that sort of style that was really like engrossing or new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There wasn't that, um, and there wasn't that mystique around uh, or that allure to Chris Hemsworth's character. I thought his his backstory was very em- <clears throat> emotional and he sells it really well. Um, yeah. But we've kind of seen that classic story of guy, like, lost child, now look after new child, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It felt very uh, very kind of cheap in the backstory. Yeah. Like... Hemsworth's performance of it was great. But yeah. I think, like... I don't know, I just didn't feel the emotional weight because when I saw, like, a flashback, I was just immediately, like, this is just, like, every other flashback thing from an action film. Um, yeah. Rather than actually being invested in a specific flashback. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. And I think with John Wick, like, with that whole kind of fantastical world building, yeah, that kind of sells, like, the incredible action. Um, yeah, and they build and the up to it really the, well too. Yeah, and the way that it looks, it all like works really um, like in harmony. Whereas with this film, I feel like they had it there in the action, but like the cinematography looked kind of just like aside from the camera movement, which is they did a lot of cool stuff with that. Um, everything else kind of just looked like standard action movie, um, and a lot of the characters were kind of just stock action movie stuff. So yeah. it didn't quite sell that like fantastical action quite as much. This was more kind of realistic than something like John Wick, but still it, um, it didn't have that, um, that fun to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, I think John Wick I mean, also... Maybe they're, Sorry, maybe they're not going for, maybe they're not going for fun, which <clears throat> I would imagine they definitely probably wouldn't with this film no no it's, um, it's much more definitely more like, serious yeah 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 um john wick also benefits like the way it um it doesn't have a lot of action for like the first half an hour it's sort mm. of um and when it hits you know it's like oh so um like it hits you hard because you're waiting for it for so long yeah yeah we're pretty used to that style action now um and there's a lot of it that i was just like you know it looks really good um and it's enjoyable you know sounds good uh looks good but i wasn't blown away you know i wasn't on the edge of my seat yeah um throughout the action until the final act i thought the final act actually was really solid um yeah when they reached the bridge i was like you know um this is actually really working for me um Mm. So a lot I of was it kind of bored by that point. <laughs> oh, really? I, I was. Yeah. It sort of picked up for me because, and interestingly, there's the character, um, the side character. He's kind of a main character, but you know, sort of side. Um, mm. called Saju. And he is, yeah. he's this character that's initially hired by the, drug lords, uh, the drug lord father, to get his son back. And basically, yeah. um, the drug lord threatens his family. Um, you know, if you don't get my son back, I'm going to kill your family. 
So it immediately has this um, <clears throat> really interesting like conflict where you know he has to do something terrible um, or go through a lot of terrible shit to uh, get back or or to protect his family. You know, yeah, bad for good. Um, and I thought he was easily the most compelling character of the entire movie. Yeah, but I, I thought he was way more interesting yeah. than Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, despite like, I want to make it clear, I th- really think he sells that emotional core, Hemsworth, and I did like the themes of like the grief and all that, like yeah. that little um, the the submersion, the river sort of, yeah, yeah, motif. Um, that was nice, but this other guy had something like just something altogether different going on. Like, there's a lot yeah. more on the line for him. I yeah, like. yeah. That's what I was gonna say about um, like stakes. I feel like yeah. his character had so much more at stake than Chris Hemsworth's character. Yeah, because like aside from, I guess finding a new, uh, like son figure in in this new kid, which is something that you know we've seen before. Yeah. Like aside from that, I didn't feel as though he had anything like to fight for. Yeah, you know, it's more of just um, like a moral question. It's like, am I going to leave the kid behind or not? Yeah, and he was just like, see, I guess part of the reason why that final scene didn't work for me is because I feel like by that stage he's like, okay, I'm going to stick by this kid. But then like, you know, what happens to Chris Hemsworth? I didn't really care because like he's this character that's kind of like lost everything. And so he had, doesn't really have much on the line or anything to fight for so i wasn't like rooting for him to succeed or whatever yeah as much as i was for the other guy because i knew the other guy had like a family to you know keep alive and and he had this thing to fight for whereas i feel like chris hemsworth through a lot of the film didn't really have that that stake yeah those stakes sorry he 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 might have eaten a steak on the streets of mumbai (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it would be pretty hungry there's a deleted scene of Chris Hemsworth enjoying a nice um, I feel at steak. Yeah, they stopped by a nice um, restaurant. Yeah. The director was like, mm, he hasn't got enough steaks. What should we do? <laughs> let's, let's film a scene where he's eating a steak. Yeah. Ah, solved it. Yeah. Yeah. I think and then he introduces happened. the kid to steak. Have you ever had steak, <laughs> yeah. kid? So you understand yeah. like, you know, steak, yeah. kid, mate. Yeah. Sit down. I'm Australian if you didn't notice. <laughs> from that opening scene where I'm like, hey, can you hold my beer, mate? Oh, I, I, laughed. I laughed when they um when they transition to <clears throat> like I've never seen this happen before. Like you know in movies where they cut to another country and they'll be like the like the completely like stereotypical like if you go to Egypt you could have the uh you know the camels. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, but I've never seen like when they cut like it cuts to Australia and it's got like the classic bird like Australian bird sounds <laughs> yeah. and then like you know they're going like ah oh, fuck yeah mate yeah and we've got the beer <laughs> and, and this made me laugh I was like and like this yeah. is just classic I've never seen this this is my what must be what other countries feel like when other Hollywood movies <laughs> cut to them and just show them like stereotypical like they just laugh yeah this is funny great. um. It's, um... <laughs> but I did appreciate yeah. having like an Australian hero that like he's just like it all the time. He's like ah oh, for fuck's sake and like he's saying yeah. all those Australian like you know yeah. But it was it was part in... of his character. Like it wasn't like a piss take, which was yeah. Nice. No, it wasn't like, like it weren't like the whole time. Like he's Australian. If you didn't know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just he just kind of acted like an Australian 
Exactly. Or like, yeah. You know? He pulled that off naturally. It wasn't like a annoying stereotype or something. Yeah. Um. But, um. Yeah. Like I know on the on the final, <clears throat> uh, bridge scene when um. Uh, I guess we'll just go into spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, when when Saju's like, all right, kid, I'm going to go, like, distract the helicopter or whatever. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I, like, I actually was like, oh, I didn't want him to die. There was no, yeah, yeah that, like, like what you said, there was never really a point where I was like, I don't, like, I wasn't um, invested enough to be, like, you know, not wanting Chris Hemsworth to die. It's not like I want him to die. But yeah. it's not like I don't not want him to die, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you mean. But, that being said, because when, before I saw the movie, I saw a bunch of articles that were like, Extraction 2, sequel confirmed, or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, he's good to <laughs> live. Um, and so, but then when he got shot through the neck, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess. I was thinking uh, a similar thing. And I, yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, I actually like this, you know, that, like, he did the mission, I like that sort of ending, he falls off the bridge, um, yeah, that... and then, <laughs> there's, um, <laughs> the final shot, then there's the final shot, so I read up on this, so the final shot, uh, if you're listening and you haven't seen the movie, um, is, like, the kid, he's in the swimming pool, um, yeah, and he he's like, like eight months later or something. Yeah, after we've seen Chris Hemsworth quote unquote die. Yeah, um, and he comes out yeah. of the water, and you see this sort of out of focus Chris Chris Hemsworth in the background, and the yeah. kid looks to him, and then it cuts to credits. Yeah, but um, was it Chris Hemsworth? Okay. Because it was very out of focus. Yeah, so I um, I read up on this, and so apparently it's yeah. intentionally ambiguous. So the director was yeah. like. You know, if you think he died, then that's your take. Or if you wanted him to live, then you can, you know, that's the way it's going to be, yeah. you know. So, it'll be interesting to see if um, <laughs> if the sequel is actually set afterwards. Mm. And if he's alive. Because then they can just throw that yeah. ambiguity out the window. <laughs> um, I feel like they can't, like, do both of those things. I feel like they can't have an ambiguous ending like that and then a sequel. Yeah, well, they, they, apparently know, it's not it's like, confirmed if it's going to be a prequel or a sequel. Huh. Um, but, you know, if there's a sequel, it'd just be stupid if he lived. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah. I, if they wanted to do the um, um, ambiguous ending, I think what they should have done is... Um, you know how he keeps having visions of his family or his son? Yeah. If they had the son, like, physically there. Like, so he can, like, the son walks up to him in the in the battlefield or whatever. And he can actually see him. He's, like, he's not just a cutaway to a beach. Yeah. And yeah. that way. So, if we see him at the end, the movie's already mm. established that people can physically see visions. It's not a stretch to be, like, oh, they just see someone. But they're not really there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, then it's, like, oh, well, we've seen, you know... The characters have visions like that before yeah. it could be a vision or it could be him instead it's sort of like well you have to ha- it has to be a little bit of a stretch because we've never seen a character physically see a like a hallucination like that yeah um 
And also, it's a stretch that he's alive anyway because, because um, <laughs> he got shot in the neck. Oh my and, god, he got like he gets a bunch of other places. Cut up, shot in the. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he gets shot in the stomach. He gets shot in the chest, and then he gets shot through the neck, and then he falls in an incredibly dirty looking river. Yeah, and the blood loss gonna get he infected. Was, he could barely walk. He like he's stumbling. He'd be unconscious and he'd drown. Yeah, and if he didn't drown then he'd get infected and die. <laughs> so, um, you know, and that's like all like 48 hours with no sleep too. Like, yeah. I, um, not long ago, I started doing boxing and it's sort of, yeah. um, it may, I don't know, but it's, it's changed my whole like perspective because even just doing a bit of boxing, like you accept, you um, use up a lot of energy and it's really tiring. And watching yeah. this, I'm like, one, just like first five minutes, you'd be like, oh, I gotta slow down, please. A kid go, like, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah. he's like falling off buildings, driving cars, getting shot, sliced, thrown around, yeah. like, and, he, and then he's like, nah. He, there's a line where, like, you know, I'm okay. Like, he made it to the bridge, he's this hurt, okay. But, he but it's his last stand. Like, he's gone now. Like, yeah. he, he, he yeah. reached his limit yeah. rather than, like, you know, not nah, there's still more. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's if you wanted him alive? What's the point of shooting him through the neck and then throwing him in the river? It's like, yeah, no, nah, you just you cross a line there. I can't buy it. I just do not buy that in the slightest. Yeah. Um, I probably won't be watching the sequel. I don't know. This this film didn't like get me as much as you know something like John Wick, where I'm like, yes, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Um. um so like it was just. It was very okay in most aspects. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm a bit... Um, I'm not as um, ambivalent on it. Like, I think it, like, it looked very nice. Um, it was directed really well. I really like mm. the performances. Uh, I actually like the setting as well. It's a bit of a unique setting. You don't usually see India in, yeah. in these films. Um and yeah, that final act, just for some reason, I think it, it did raise the stakes a bit more. Because I think also because, you know, they bring all the characters, like the people that were just on the phone the whole time with them, like they show up and there's this, yeah. the other enemy sniper and all that. Um, mm. And the helicopter and it got a little more like, you know, just it felt like a step up from the rest of the film. Um, yeah. And especially so because at a certain point you cross, um, you get past the time skip from the opening, where you're like, okay, because we know Chris Hemsworth's going to make it to the bridge. Yeah, yeah, we know exactly like what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, when you make it past that, when you make it past, like, you're like, okay, okay, this is new ground. You know, this is, the jig's yeah. up. Anything can happen. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, there's a lot I really did enjoy, and I thought there was some good laughs, actually, as well, here and there. Mm. Um, and, uh, although one thing I did not like, also, was the villain. <laughs> um, yeah! He was the most, like, unintimidating <laughs> guy yeah. I've ever seen, like... <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, I agree what you mean. He, yeah. Yeah. He didn't really change his facial expression throughout the whole film, eh? No. no. He just kind of spoke in this one tone. It was just... He, he was didn't so, seem very threatening yeah. at all. 
he was so cliche. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that first scene where he's with the kids. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I'm a terrible person, but when they threw the first kid <laughs> off the building, I was like, oh. like I did not care at all. <laughs> um and i was like you know like it's very kind of like forced like, yeah intensity. it's like 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 hate this guy you know he threw a kid off a building and like it felt so like yeah just run of the mill like okay how do yeah. i make him hate him i'll throw a kid off a building you know it's like <laughs> yeah, i just yeah. i was just sitting there like blank face like mm. you know like <laughs> i don't care about this um he has one yeah. interesting line where he's like to this other kid and he's like uh there's always going to be a bigger badass than you. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that must be like his motto because obviously he'd get destroyed if he came across <laughs> like anyone else in this movie. Um, yeah, yeah. But then they just don't expand on it and he has nothing. Like he just stands there and he's got, got the binoculars at the end and he's just watching and smiling. <laughs> like, they, like, yeah, he's unlikable. <laughs> like he's a little slimy prick like all the way over there. And like, I'm glad yeah. the uh, what happened at the end. Yeah, uh, spoilers. He gets shot in the head in a bathroom, and uh, you know, yeah, I was I was glad to see it, but he had nothing to him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not intimidating and underdeveloped, which is you know the worst combo you can have. Maybe in the sequel there'll be like the boss bigger than him. You know, maybe that's what they'll do. Oh yeah, like the bigger fish. Oh mm. yeah, the rock. That's, yeah, yeah. um Uh, yeah but uh also i did appreciate one thing i'll add that i didn't why i liked the bridge sequence is because um i appreciated chris hemsworth actually teaming up with the other guy uh with because for the whole time i'm like i'm like why don't they just team up like they got (laughs) the same sort of like i know he killed his friends but you know (laughs) like there's a whole city after you you need some help yeah and when they team up i'm like yes okay cool um, and they had a more like, you know, specific goal where they're on the bridge and they have to get to the other side of the bridge. Yeah. Um, and I liked that. So yeah, I, I enjoyed the film. It's, um, but there's definitely, yeah, some detractors. Mm. Um, I'm sure if you like, if you like the, you know, if you like the action, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, but it's no John Wick. No. Even though it's very much like John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, shall we wrap it up? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, again, hopefully this is your second time. Um, hopefully we're kind of finding the groove of the podcast now, getting into the feel of it. Yeah. Um, if you, of course, have any feedback or any thoughts on the movies or whatever, make sure to uh, check out either my Instagram and message me, which is uh, at directed by Michael Hollis um, or Troy's, which is at written by Troy Harwood. Um, And yeah, oh, we actually want to, uh, if you're still listening and haven't logged off because you started hearing me shamelessly (laughs) plug Instagrams, um, we are going to be watching Bad Boys as our joint film next week. So if you want to uh, watch that throughout the week, um, so that you can kind of have the full listening experience next week. The first one um, from yes, the first Just to be clear. Yes, yes, <laughs> not Bad Boys for Life. No. Um, we were thinking maybe oh Bad Boys for Life that just came out, but then we're like, no, let's just watch the original. We haven't seen it. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, the nineteen ninety five Bad Boys. We need that context. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Otherwise, as we always say here at the Never Ending Watch List podcast, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>